Please be seated. Some friends of mine have a large piece of art, a large frame picture with some Chinese calligraphy on it in their living room. And because of their jobs, they move a lot. And every time they move, this piece of art is the last thing to come out of their house, and it's the first thing to go in their next place. And it says, literally, you enough. Meaning, you are enough. You have enough. So today we meet John the Baptist, that crazy guy with uncut hair who eats bugs and lives on the outside of human habitation, who's baptizing people in the muddy Jordan River. And he's speaking of the judgment, the judgment that is to come. A time when the good and the bad are separated. Gather the wheat, he says, into the granary, but the chaff he will burn in unquenchable fire. A time of determining the good from the bad, the righteous from the unrighteous. A day of judgment. Now, I think it's easy to dismiss John. It's easy to dismiss him as that crazy guy, that crazy guy who probably got up on the wrong side of bed in the morning. But, you know, this kind of judgment, this kind of clear judgment, this condemnation, it runs rampant. Rampant in many religious traditions, including our own. And it runs rampant in our public life. Just look at the front page of the Post-Gazette or any, any newspaper today. The right and the wrong, the just and the unjust, this side or that side. Boy, do we know how to do that. Divide the good from the bad. We know how to judge. So does any of this sound familiar? Do you see how they eat? Can he ever be on time? She's really put weight on. I've never gotten a thank you from him. All she does is talk about herself. Can you believe they drive that car? Can they control the behavior of their children? They are so controlling of their children. <laughs> they always take the plastic bag. What is he thinking dressing like that? I don't know how they spend their money that way. They voted for who? I could keep going. You know, you know the ones you say. I know the ones I say. Judgment. So here we have the scene of Jesus' baptism. The people are flowing out of town to be baptized. 
Jesus joins with them and is baptized in the Jordan River. And afterwards, maybe sitting on the side of the river by himself, the Spirit descends on Jesus and says, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. And you know when this happens? This happens right at the beginning of the gospel. It's before Jesus has done anything. No teaching, no healing, no miracles, no resurrection, nothing. All God did was love him, just as the way he was. God loved him, the parts that were good, the parts that were afraid, the parts that were bad, the parts that were gifted, the parts that were weak, the parts that had courage. God said to Jesus in that moment, I love you. I love you just the way you are today. No judgment. Writer Brene Brown in her book, Raising Strong, Rising Strong, proposes a thought experiment. She says, what would it be like if we always assume that people are doing their best? What if we assume that people are always doing their best in this present moment, doing their best? Think about it. What would it be like? That person who's late to the meeting what if they're doing their best? Or that person who always interrupts the conversation? Or the parent of the child that seems to be out of control? Or the person who you think is being mean to you? What's it like? Or even President Trump or Speaker Pelosi? What if they're doing their best? What if you assume they're doing their best? What does that feel like? What does it feel like to you? Not to them. It's not about them. It's about you. What's it feel like to you? To be released from the judgment. Because I've come to believe that all the ways all of the ways that we judge others, we're actually judging ourselves. It's a lot of weight to carry. I'm too fat. I can't get myself together. I can't make it on time and do everything else that I feel I have to do. Maybe I'm too self-centered. Or my children are out of control. All of these ways that we say, I am not enough. What, what if you were to assume 
that you are doing your best? What's it like to have that compassion for you? In baptism, God says to you and to me, you are my beloved, with you I am well pleased. God said it to you and to you. God says it to me. Your love, your love just the way you are today. There's nothing there's nothing you can do that will make you more worthy to be loved. There's nothing you can do that will take that love away. Today you are enough and you are loved. No New Year's resolution, no self-improvement project, no acquisition, will bring you closer to a God who already, perfectly, completely, absolutely loves you. My wife likes to say, if being hard on yourself worked, it would have worked by now. <laughs> and you know, growth, growth in the Christian life, it all flows out of this foundation of perfect love. God's love for you and for me. All of our growth, it's a response to this perfect love. Love is the only thing that has ever changed anything or anyone for real. It begins with knowing that you and I are loved. In the alternative service book in the Church of England, there's a prayer that's said at baptisms. God's grace is given before we can even respond for you, Christ came into the world. For you, he lived and showed God's love. For you, he suffered the darkness of Calvary and cried at the last, it is accomplished. For you, he triumphed over death and rose to newness of life. For you, he ascended to reign at God's right hand. All this he did for you, though you did not know it yet. And so the word of scripture is fulfilled. We love because God loved us first. God says to you, God says to me, you are my son, you are my daughter, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Amen.